Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Wiley. Welcome back to the Barreled Up Podcast. I'm your host, Jim Riley. We're here today talking about the Orioles on an off day. Talking about the Orioles as their front office did maybe one of the dumbest things a front office could do. And that was essentially go at the fraternity that is the broadcasters. We're going to talk about that in their suspension to Kevin Brown. The Angels have lost again. The Blue Jays win again. Some other good games from around the league. The Mets finally win. We're going to talk about all of that. Reminder to turn on the automatic downloads, everybody, so you get content as soon as it is posted to the feed. Be sure to subscribe. Leave a review. Help us grow this little podcast that we are trying to grow here. So let's get into it, and we'll start with the Kevin Brown Orioles situation. Controversy. Awful announcing. Posting on Twitter yesterday, the clip of Kevin Brown talking about how the Orioles had struggled against the Rays, but were turning it around, sharing facts about the Orioles' turnaround. Kevin Brown was suspended for doing such. You can go on to Twitter and you can find this posted pretty much everywhere. That awful announcing, and not just awful announcing, but, and this is where it really gets interesting, because the Orioles, by doing so, have poked the bear that is the fraternity of broadcasters because they are all chiming in on Twitter. Any broadcaster that you follow from your favorite baseball team and even ESPN broadcaster Scott Van Pelt is on record. You've got journalists on record on Twitter destroying the Baltimore Orioles for this decision to indefinitely suspend Kevin Brown for speaking the truth. And that is one of the arguments. These are broadcasters that have a lot of time to fill, a lot of air to fill, a lot of things to say. And one of the things they have to be able to do is tell the truth, say things that are actually happening. And when the truth really isn't that bad to suspend a broadcaster, an up-and-coming broadcaster and Kevin Brown, everybody with positive things to say about him, He does a great job for for the Orioles television broadcasts on Masson. To suspend him is foolish and short-sighted and is coming back to haunt this Orioles franchise. They, uh, Gary Cohen on the Mets broadcast, talked about how the Orioles draped themselves in shame or draped themselves in embarrassment. I don't remember the exact word. Draped themselves in humiliation. When they fired John Miller years ago, John Miller, who is now the play-by-play for the San Francisco Giants, was ESPN Sunday Night Baseball for a very long time, Was a is a legend, is a Hall of Famer, John Miller is. The Orioles fired him. And 
now they are, now they haven't fired Kevin Brown, but they're walking down the same path with Kevin Brown. This ownership in Baltimore does a poor job at, let's just call it decision-making. It is not one of their strong suits. And it is something that they make on a business level. This is their front office. This is, these are their business decisions. They make poor decisions left and right. They do it, and sometimes it affects the product on the field. Sometimes it doesn't because there are people on the field trying their best despite that front office and despite that leadership decision-making that is made there up in the ivory tower at the top of, uh, of the Camden Yards warehouse. I don't know if they actually are at the warehouse, but I think you get my point. You've got scouts, you've got players, you've got managers that are doing their damnedest despite the fact that and I'm sure they know at the top it's a mess because publicly it is a mess again. And every now and then public decisions that are made behind closed doors become public. And obviously when Kevin Brown is suspended, it is a decision from behind closed doors that is made public. And there are many decisions behind closed doors that are just bad decisions by this Orioles team. So they are out there. The Angelos family is out there continuing to make news for all the wrong reasons. John Angelos multiple times over the offseason with poor decisions in public, in front of the media. This Orioles team, I've now spent about five minutes on it, is maybe, maybe this Orioles team has tied with the athletics the worst ownership in Major League Baseball. And that is not spoken lightly. That is not hyperbole. That is the truth. Oakland and Baltimore have the two worst ownerships in baseball. Sell the teams. Oakland fans are out there chanting, sell the team. I would love if Orioles fans would get on board with that and start chanting, sell the team. That'd be fascinating. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Around the league. Let's get into some of the action from around baseball over the night. We had the Blue Jays beating the Guardians. The Blue Jays have now won four in a row, looking like a new team after that bad series loss to the Orioles in which they almost got swept. They come back this week, Boston. They're in Cleveland. They take the first game from Cleveland. Hyunjin Ryu looked very good. Took a ball off his knee, so he leaves early, but four no-hit innings. It was a pitcher's duel between Toronto and Cleveland. You also had the Dodgers and the Padres. The Padres trying their best to climb back into the race. And on top of that, they're always trying to prove themselves that they are as good at, as good as, here we go, if not better than the Dodgers. And in the series finale yesterday, it was one of those where you went Friday through Monday, the Dodgers take the series with a 13-7 victory, taking three of the four games. Maybe a setback there in San Diego as they try to, again, climb back into 
contention here for at least a wild card spot because they're not getting that division. That's a hands down. That's a no brainer. That's a no doubter. They're trying to get back into a wild card spot. As of recording, they're four games back of that final wild card spot. That's the beauty of so many teams, three wild cards out there, is that they can still convince themselves that they're still in it. Only four games back, despite being three games below 500 after the loss to the Dodgers. We had the Reds get back on track on our power rankings on Monday. We talked about how the Reds and the Marlins both will view each other as a slump buster. Two teams on six-game losing streaks. So something had to give. And it was in Cincinnati, and it was in the favor of the Cincinnati Reds. They got the win 5-2, to two, getting back on track. Yuri Perez was back for the Marlins. It was not enough. He gave up a couple runs in the third, a couple runs in the fourth, and that was all it took. Miami just did not have any, any punch to that offense against Cincinnati. Williamson was on the mound for the Reds, and they win it. Five to two, do the Reds. They get back on track. We had the Mets getting a win, a rare win, it seemed like, against the Cubs, 11 to two. The Pirates, with a six-run third inning, get a win over the Atlanta Braves, seven to six. The Braves, over the weekend, losing two out of three, losing this first game to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Braves, another team we talked about in power rankings, where if the Orioles have a good week, Braves have been number one on power rankings. And I think in most people's minds, the number one team in baseball for, for many weeks, months now. It's been it was Tampa for the first couple of months of the season, and then and then it's been Atlanta. In Atlanta, with a three and three week last week, losing this first game to Pittsburgh here, need to start. Having some wins. Now, Baltimore was off, so Baltimore did not have a chance to win their 71st game. But the power rankings, the best team in baseball status, the Braves maybe letting that slip a little bit, even though, listen, it's power rankings, it's August. I don't think the Braves fans or Braves care about power rankings. Maybe they do if they're in first. It's a sense of pride. But you're looking at a team that really cares about winning that division. They look good for that winning the World Series, their favorite for that. So the Pirates take care of the Braves. And we also had the Angels lose again. The Angels have now lost seven in a row. They're two and eight over their last 10. They are now two games below 500. They lose to the Giants eight to three. They were up two to one going into the top of the seventh. And Francisco tied it at two in the seventh. The Angels took the lead back three to two. So we go to the ninth. The Angels with their closer Estevez up three to two, trying to snap the six game losing streak. And the Giants put up a six spot on the Angels in the top of the sixth, blowing the game out of reach for the Angels. The Angels go down without a whimper in the bottom of the ninth. For the most part, they put up nothing and put up another zero and they lose eight to three. This Angels team is now, again, two games below 500, feeling like they are in an absolute free fall after going for it, after announcing for the trade deadline that Otani would not be traded and then putting their money where their mouth was. We give them credit for that by going out and trading for Lucas Giolito. And then day before the deadline, late, they pull off the trade for C.J. Crone and Randall Gritchick. 
So making the additions, making the moves that they need. They get Brandon Jury back over the weekend, but they don't have Mike Trout. That's a key key piece to that lineup they could that they could really use right now. They just need more punch. You got Otani with a two-hit game last night, but he's only one man. I know Renhipo was two for four. Prone, one for four, drove in a run. There's just not enough punch in the lineup right now. And the pitching, that's the tough part. When you get a good pitching effort from anybody not named Otani, Patrick Sandoval, you really got to win that game. You just need to be able to, if, if Patrick Sandoval goes out there, pitches into the seventh like he did last night, only gives up two runs, one walk, eight strikeouts, you, you've got to win that game, especially right now. These team, This team needs to find wins. They are in a brutal stretch in their schedule. It started last Monday against the Braves. They only got one. Then they got swept by Seattle. They lose this first game to San Francisco. They have two more against the Giants. Then they have 12 more games against difficult playoff set opponents. Teams that right now, if the season ended today, they would be in the postseason. We're talking about Houston, Texas, Tampa. They got Cincinnati. Cincinnati would have a wild card spot in the National League. So they have a lot of games after the San Francisco series. They'll have 12 more. And realistically, what do we think they're going to walk away with out of the, out of these out of the out of those the rest of the San Francisco series? Maybe they can get one of them, get one out of three. Would that be a victory at this point? And then you have twelve more games against those opponents I've just lined up on the road against Houston and Texas, and then at home against Tampa and Cincinnati. What are they, what are they going to get? Maybe like four or five of them. Season will be over for the Angels and. The only thing they'll be able to hang their hat on will the Angels, when they're talking to Shohei Otani about a re-signing in the offseason, is that we try. Look, we can go out there. We can make the moves. It doesn't always work out. Mike, Mike Trout was not on the field with us. Anthony Rendon was not out on the field with us. We tried. We made additions to the rotation. We made additions to the lineup. Now, these additions that they made, by the way, will be gone, right? Lucas Giolito is a free agent at the end of the season. So CJ Crone, so, so is Randall Gritchick. And that's fine. They there's no room for CJ Crone and Randall Gritchick on the team next year, in theory. When you get Mike Trout back, when you get Taylor Ward back, when Rendon's back, there's no room for those guys. Those guys were brought in, those bats, because they were down the bats that they currently are, Ward and Trout and Rendon. Giolito will move on. That would be a piece that I would think you'd like to have back, though Lucas Giolito has not pitched particularly well since coming over to the Angels. But this is an Angels team that is just in a free-fall mode. And it's too bad because I still believe that, listen, you could try to sell Otani on the fact that you went down swinging, you made moves, you, you, did, you, you took all the right steps, it just didn't work out on the field. But... At the end of the day, I think if the Angels don't make the playoffs, I, I think Otani's gone. They have to make the playoffs to have a shot at re-signing Shohei Otani. If they don't make the playoffs, they're done. If they make the playoffs, it does not guarantee them, but it at least keeps them in the room, keeps them in the conversation for Shohei. Angels are in a terrible spot right now on, again, a free fall. Now seven losses in a row along with the 
Arizona Diamondbacks, who are also in a free fall. Arizona did not play last night, so they did not have a chance to lose. Arizona is in a bad spot. So you've got you've got a couple you've got a couple teams there that their seasons that they have Arizona more more than Arizona more than the Angels because the Angels have been in a fight for most of the season, but Arizona was looking like they were going to be a playoff team. They've lost six in a row. They've been bad since the All-Star break. So those are the games around the league. Again, the Rangers beat the A's. The Rangers are on fire. They have won now seven in a row. They get Corey Seager back, and now they look like they could take on Martians that would maybe land and, and try to take over the world for dominance. We could challenge them to a baseball game. We just send the Rangers out there. Rangers look good. They win again against Oakland. They should be winning these games. Milwaukee gets the win. The White Sox beat the Yankees. That's not a good look for the Yankees. We had the Red Sox beating the Royals. We had the Twins. Twins are keeping it going. They beat the Tigers. Nats and Phillies were postponed again. We didn't have a full slate on Monday, but we will on Tuesday. We'll get the Nats and Phillies playing a doubleheader after the rainout. We'll get the Orioles back on the field. The Orioles hosting the Houston Astros. It's a big series. I don't know who's going to be broadcasting the game on Masson, but they'll, I'm sure, put somebody in there. Reinstate Kevin Brown. Can we do that? That's going to do it for this edition, this podcast, this barreled up podcast for you guys. I do appreciate you coming in and spending some time. Remember to turn on those automatic downloads, everybody. So as soon as the content is posted, you have it available and can listen right away. Make sure to subscribe and make sure to review and help us grow the barreled up podcast again thank you guys for listening thank you for coming in more content coming this week so stay close stay tuned i'll catch you next time